welcome to SAL Podcast Group. I'm excited to bring you Episode 3 by Brody. My name is Brody Tanner. Welcome to my podcast that focuses on ways to fix climate change that society can use instead of the old things that that harm the climate. I'm an eighth grader at Hillbrook School in Los Gatos, California. I want to inform people about the possibilities and solutions for climate change so anyone can help. Climate change is a problem that plagues society and its future generations. This issue has a human-made cause and a human-made solution. The good news is that the technology to be carbon-free and green is already here. The bad news is, the hardest part of finding climate change is changing our ways. There are many political, economic issues, and it is also hard to have 7.5 billion people on this planet. Climate change also has many causes like fossil fuels, concrete production, cars, planes, plastic, deforestation, oil spills, and cows. What what I'm talking about today is solar power, so like EV charging stations and utility-scale solar, wind, and battery. These different sources are all examples of sustainable power and electricity sources that are used. In case you didn't know, solar power uses sun rays and converts it to electricity. Today I am joined by Mr. Brett Forrester, who is the CEO of Pierce Renewables. He is also a parent to two Hillbrook students, Parker in kindergarten and Henry in second grade. Can you tell me a little bit more about your company? How is your company working to address the issues of climate change? Hey, thanks for having me on the uh, show yeah. here on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about Pierce. Okay. Um, we have two sides of the business. Yes. Um, half of it's actually telecom. So we've been out maintaining telecom infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see because it's an industry that really has developed maybe 10 to 15 years before a lot of the renewable energy. And yeah. so we're learning a lot from that side of the business that we think we can apply to maintenance, repair, and engineering in the renewable space. So within renewables, Mm -hmm. we do solar, which we're going to talk mostly about today. Uh, We also do utility-scale battery solutions, so we're maintaining and repairing them. Um, In that business, we also maintain, we're the largest provider of maintenance on EV charging stations, uh, as well as wind uh, turbines in the U.S. Okay, cool. Um, Knowing that that my audience is mostly other students, how would you describe what you uh, do to a group of middle schoolers? Uh, well, it's a lot of fun. And we, <laughs> the, the business itself, uh, we're doing maintenance, right? So mm-hmm. think about going and, and climbing up a uh, wind yeah. turbine that's <laughs> several hundred feet up in the air. Yeah. And it's almost like a sailing ship when you're up there moving back and forth. And mm-hmm. uh, the gentlemen on my team, they're out fixing huge gearboxes yeah. with a crane that comes on and, and repairs the entire, the entire unit. Out in a solar farm... You know, there's a farm that we're working on in Edward Sanborn in the Mojave Desert. It's going to be one gigawatt of solar next to a gigawatt of battery. And so if you can imagine, I mean, you've got um, probably a, something like a million panels that you're going to have on that farm because it's a full gigawatt, right? And mm-hmm. so just think about the number of zip ties that are required to get yeah. all the wires in that need to be maintained properly so that they, the, the solar farm continues to work. We're also doing all kinds of different technical work within yeah. the, the facilities, too. When you think about climate change, what do you think are some good solutions? 
Well, I'm obviously a huge yeah. fan of renewable energy. Yes. You know, I think if you look at the major opportunities out there, yeah, I, it's not just the U.S., but in other countries too. If we can make the total cost of renewable energy yeah. more, more effective and, and, and cheaper, it, it allows you to do it not just in the U.S., but in some of the higher polluting countries as well where we really need it. You marry that up with electric vehicles, and I think you've got some real change opportunity there. Yeah, like whatever, like like the cost, like kind of like I don't know what to say, like like makes some people not want to use them, like because they're worried that, like like they won't save as much from the electric bills, like the upfront cost. But I actually heard the opposite that people do save on like electric bills and that it's a good investment. Well, recently, at least on the utility scale side, where mm -hmm. we are, where you're looking at hundreds of megawatts in, in a single farm, it's now the lowest levelized cost of energy. So, mm -hmm. you know, to, I think the only potential change would be if nuclear makes a comeback in the U.S. Oh. But other than that, you really are. We're looking at solar as being a backbone of development yeah. for a lot of utilities in the country because it is the most effective and the, the cheapest form for a big part of the country. How long has your company been around? Uh, we've been around since the late 90s, okay. uh, and I've been part of the business since 2014. Oh, okay. Um, like, what, what do you usually do on, like, the daily basis at your company? Uh, it's a little bit of something different every day, <laughs> which is what I like about yeah. it. And as some of the time, I'm, I'm out talking to our technicians, trying to understand what's happening in the field. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they just do such incredible work and yeah. I'm trying to help them out. Um, I spend a lot of time on technology, trying to make the workflows that we do more efficient, reduce the friction in our, yeah. in our business. Uh, I spend time uh, looking at finance, so looking at the numbers side of the business and trying okay. to make sure that you know, our investors are happy with you know, the profit that we're making in the business uh, and that we're able to compensate our people as well as possible. So that's just a few examples of some yeah. things I did. What are the biggest advantages to solar power other than saving money on um, like the climate benefits and saving money? Uh, you know, those are the those two. Are the two they're the yeah. two number Sorry. one drivers. You know, yeah. you know, I think if uh, I had a friend come back from Glasgow, you know, in uh -huh. the climate uh, conference, and basically said, if you're not working on renewable energy and you're not working on climate change in some way, then you should quit your job and start working on it. What are the disadvantages? What are the disadvantages of solar power, like compared to fossil fuels and other sources? Well, they all have advantages and disadvantages, yeah. you know. So I don't think you're going to see a one-size-fits-all solution. It's yeah. a portfolio depending on the environment, mm -hmm. and there are a lot of cold, rainy environments where solar just isn't all that yeah. efficient. Uh, we have a lot of wind deployments up through the, the Midwest where you get a mm -hmm. lot of wind, and that's an efficient source in those areas. But you're always going to need gas peaker plants yeah. and other types of energy to round out the system. Um, we'll see as batteries become more and more a piece of the grid, and that starts to levelize out uh, energy production. I think mm -hmm. it allows for more renewables, but there's still kind of a wide variety that you're going to need, and I don't think you need to go 100% renewables to make a big difference in the climate going forward. Is another like difficulty in making completely like new infrastructure compared to like the already infrastructure for like fossil fuels and and other sources that aren't good for the environment that have been in for like decades? Is it hard to like make new infrastructure for all that new like sustainable power? That's a great point because mm -hmm. you know you think about where a solar farm actually sits. Yeah. I just mentioned one that's in the Mojave Desert. Well, as you go into really rural desert climates where you might get great solar or you go out into areas that are incredibly windy where wind yeah. really works 
oftentimes the electrical grid isn't terribly stable there. So you might have transformers that are turning on and off accidentally because you've got what's called yeah. almost dirty power. It's just not consistent in those areas as you get to the edge of the mm -hmm. grid. Uh, one of the solutions that people are realizing is battery. It's one of the reasons you're seeing it. it I mean, it's growing four to five X a year here as oh. we go into this year. It's one of the fastest growing businesses I've ever seen in wow. my career. And a lot of that is because it stabilizes yeah. energy in certain areas and a very simple business model where you can buy energy when it's cheap and you can sell it when it's expensive. Yeah. And that simple economics basically levelizes out energy in these more remote areas of the grid. Yeah. Is like the production of solar panels harmful to the environment and like the maintenance of them, like the materials used to make them and like getting the materials themselves? Uh, the maintenance is not yeah. uh, harmful at all, which is mm -hmm. why I love what we do, right? And, mm -hmm. and it's also one of the reasons that it's so popular is because once it's installed, I mean, there's very little, you don't need to, there's no fuel required in order to keep it going. You mm -hmm. rely on the sun. So that's the number one benefit of it. Now, obviously making the panels themselves, making batteries, yeah. and batteries we're already seeing some potential shortages in lithium ion as they're being used not just for energy storage in the utility, but also in, in uh, auto vehicles. Similarly, you're going to have all kinds of rare earth materials that are required for panels that, yeah. you know, as you have different geopolitical situations, uh, it, can, it can be complicated. Yeah. I still remember one of my first consulting jobs for a large oil and gas company. Uh, when, you know, I, had, I was kind of teamed up, mm -hmm. a young guy teamed up with one, one an old guard oil guy, and okay. you know, he talked about getting chased into the Sahara Desert with an AK-47 behind him, and he had a better truck, so he'd outrun the guys. and. You know, he was in the Congo, and uh -huh. his biggest issue was an HR issue because everybody wanted dangerous work pay because they had a safe compound where they lived. They had a safe oil oil field, but in between, they had two escort choppers, and one got shot down by a ground-to-air missile. Mm. And so his biggest issue is not the missile. It's everybody complaining about dangerous yeah. work pay, right? So you know, just an example of when you really get into oil and, and how important it is, it's everywhere. You know, we haven't seen that as much in renewables, and that's one of the big benefits. But mm -hmm. as you get into, you know, scarcity around rare earth materials, we'll see what happens, and we'll have to manage through that as time goes yeah, on. Yeah, because oil is a finite resource, right? It's a scarce resource. Yeah. That's right, and it's all people have in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. How efficient is solar compared to like wind um, and fossil fuels and other sources? Uh, I think a lot of people will say different things on this. You yeah. know, I, there's a study that came out recently that showed it, at least in the utility scale, as the lowest, what they call levelized cost of energy. Mm -hmm. And so when that includes a lot of factors that go into the total cost, it, it's now the lowest. And that happened relatively recently in the last few years, which is why you've seen a huge uptake in solar in the last uh, three to four years. Uh-huh. Like, I know solar power, like, re relies on having lots of sunlight. What can be done in places that don't have regular sunlight, like California, like say, um, like near the North Pole, like Siberia, for example? Like, uh, you know, there's other. They do. Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> so, you know, you're still going to need gas in a lot of areas, right? Yeah. And oil, and uh, but you know, there are other opportunities like hydro, for example, which yeah. is actually the most common renewable energy source out there. People don't talk about it as much because it doesn't have the future growth potential of a solar, uh, but it's certainly out there as a great option for mm -hmm. a lot of people that's been around for a long time. How does hydro work? Like, Build a that... dam and create oh, okay. energy coming out of it, right? All you right. see, think about some of the biggest dams in the country. They were mm -hmm. massive 
uh, civil engineering projects yes. that happened a long time ago mm-hmm. before there's a lot of buzz like there is today about renewables and they were done at a time when people just needed a basic source of energy and you know people have been thinking about this for a long time yeah. um, it's interesting to go back and see what lessons we can learn from history in that regard one thing I would mention on it is you know these days people talk a lot about fisheries and, and river protection and you know, they weren't thinking about that at the time. And, and I think as people get blinded by renewable energy being perfect, let's just be aware that there are some you know, potential side negative effects that we yeah. need to look out for as we go forward. Um, does your company have any competitors? You know, we've got a ton of different kinds of competitors. As I yeah. mentioned, we're in a, across a, a, really of, a wide variety yeah. of different uh, end markets and so different competitors in each mm-hmm. market. But um, our main competitor oftentimes is construction businesses that want to get into the maintenance and repair mm-hmm. side. Um, but as we've gotten scale, we get a lot of density in the markets that yeah. we're in and, and we're able to compete effectively. Cool. What advice would you give to students my age who are interested in this issue? You, you know, if you are passionate about uh, climate change and renewable mm-hmm. energy, um, I'd really encourage you to learn more about the field, um, either exciting new engineering opportunities to build better, faster, cheaper yeah. renewable energy, or in my case, I was fascinated by the business side, and so yeah. I was trying to find different economic models around how to be helpful in different ways if I wasn't going to invent the next solar panel. <laughs> um, and if you're not that interested in it, uh, right now, I would really encourage you to learn more about it yeah. regardless because it's going to be such a big aspect of our lives going forward mm-hmm. that I think more and more people and more and more industry will be shifting in that direction. How long do you think it will take until solar is the main energy source in the U.S.? I don't know if it could be, to be honest, yeah. You know, because it requires really, really hot climates. And so if you think about Southern California and the desert and yeah. you go out through you know, Arizona and Texas, I could see it becoming a very large contributor in, in those markets. Not every state's like that. The though, northern strip of the, the country, you know, mm-hmm. wind is going to be a piece of it. Obviously, solar can be a component and there'll be a, you know, a different portfolio in, yeah. in each area. But it's still such a small percent of the overall yeah. uh, engineering, uh, sorry, of the overall uh, energy resource that we use in the country that I think there's a long way still to go. Like, is it, like, do you know, like, what range of percent it is, like, like it's some ten percent. Okay, wow. Um, now that we're reaching the end of this interview, do you have any closing thoughts or points? Oh, I'm just so excited that you're yeah. doing this interview, that you're passionate about it, that you're learning about it, because I really do believe, and I've always thought that it was important, but yeah. and as I've gotten more and more into the business and, and learned more about renewable energy, I just have become incredibly passionate about uh, what we all need to be doing in order to change uh, global warming yeah. going forward. So thank you for taking an interest and in, in taking that Thank you for it. letting me interview you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time, and it really means a lot. This was super informative. And to the viewers, thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the next episode of this series. Um, thank you. Thank you. listening to this episode of SIO Podcast Group. That was episode three by Brody. Check out our other podcasts by SIO Podcast Group. We hope to see you again.